This episode was recorded before we realised we had ADHD. We've left our old episodes up as we now recognise our struggles and helpful tips were all ADHD related and we hope that they can help you too. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Just please be aware we won't specifically mention ADHD. Welcome to A Dopamine Kit, your weekly dose of positivity. We're your hosts, Sparky and Shell. Join us each week as we help change your habits, tackle fears and challenge your mindset. Let's get to it. Hello everyone and welcome to a dopamine kick. Today we're going to talk about decluttering your space. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the podcast because you know you can keep up to date with all our newest episodes and stick around till the end for this week's little kicker. And if you're watching us live on TikTok now, please uh, uh, <laughs> click the follow button. Um, is it follow on TikTok? It's, it's sort of like a join, isn't it? It's a join. Is it a join? No, join's for the live. Follow, follow is for the account. Follow, yeah. yeah. And uh, you can see uh, more high-class entertainment from ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so uh, first things first, let's have a chat about the 100-day challenge. Okay, so I did start it again, right? Okay. So I haven't completely like given up on the whole thing. So I did start and I've been doing really, really well. So good. Yeah. So for those of you on TikTok who may not know, uh, we have been doing a 100 day challenge as part of our podcast. So um, my challenge was to drink at least two litres of water and Sparky was going to go outside for a walk every day. So high goals, high goals, but everybody's got to start somewhere. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, last week, Sparky did. I did fail. Did fail on the challenge, so has restarted. But we did say that when you fail, it's not really a failure. You've got to get okay with, you know, failing. So Absolutely. So I think starting again and not giving up and just throwing the towel in is a good way to continue and build a good habit. Because that's a, that's a good habit in itself, isn't it? Just starting again. Yeah. Once things like... Once you do fail, you can just move forward and just carry on pushing yourself. So I'm quite impressed that I've done that. So so what I thought might be a good thing for us to do, and I'm just going to spring this on you, Sparky. You <laughs> no. didn't, didn't know that I was going to do this. But we we have our uh, the 100-day checklist that we did as, as uh, part of a, a free giveaway for, for that challenge. Um, do you want Sparky and I to... Um, upload our 100 day challenge checklist every day as a form of accountability so let us know if that's something that you would be (sighs) interested in Um, and then what we'll do is we'll post probably on tiktok uh maybe instagram just a little uh snapshot every day of our challenge do you know what you always do this she always <laughs> does this she puts me on the spot we're going live today um i've got a big zit on my face we're going live you know she does this but again you know you push me to do things that i don't want to do so i should really uncomfortable right now but it's fine <laughs> I'm I'm happy to be held accountable for all the things in my life that I'm doing wrong. So yeah, this is this is great. <laughs> okay, so if anybody would be interested in that, let us know and we'll we'll start that. But before we do get into our topic today, what about you with your water? I want to hear you haven't failed have you? I'm doing okay with the water at the moment. Yeah, like I, I keep saying, it's really difficult when I've got somewhere to be. So if I'm out at a social event or I'm moving between one thing and another. Um, when you're drinking that volume of water, it's got to go somewhere. Um, and I'm just finding it really inconvenient with needing to pee all the time. So it just I'm... comes out everywhere. <laughs> it doesn't just come out everywhere. 
I have to like strategically plan my water. So like I have to like drink a lot in the morning because then I know that I maybe won't be able to drink as much in the day and then drink a lot in the evening. So I'm probably cheating slightly, but I have managed to do the 100 day challenge. So Copenhagen, did you do your digital detox? No, I didn't say I was going to do it in Copenhagen. Oh, really? I said I was going to do it next week. Oh, Because right, I was in okay. Copenhagen on my own, Six. so I definitely couldn't do it there. Okay. I, I thought you meant Copenhagen. I was just about to, to say then, like, no, she's not doing it again. No, I'm <laughs> going to do it. I'm going to do it next week. So next week I'm going away. I'm going on holiday with my sister's family. So there's going to be a lot of adults there. So I should be able to. So the main reason that I've been struggling with the digital detox is because I always want that lifeline there with my daughter in case something happens. So I don't want to commit to. A, a day of no technology but when we're on holiday there's going to be a lot of adults there so it yeah. should be possible to do um so yeah one of the days on holiday i haven't decided which one yet um i'm gonna do a digital detox it's gonna be so tough but probably helped by the fact that there'll be very little signal where we're going anyway so yeah and i'm not going to get involved in this by the way so um sparky is not doing a i'm not detox. doing a digital detox because i just don't see the point of it so yeah i'm not doing it <laughs> It's going to change my life. Okay, so today we're going to talk about decluttering and why that's super important. So before I declutter, so I'm someone who previously I had loads of stuff all over the place. I collected things I didn't really need to collect. I hoarded like stuff that was sentimental to me, even though it was pointless. Um, And I just felt like I was constantly cleaning. I was really frustrated because everywhere I looked there were just like odd bits scattered everywhere especially things like the kitchen counters and the bathroom where you spend a lot of your time um or I would have like a junk drawer that everything was just thrown into everybody's got a junk drawer haven't they (laughs) they do um and yeah it was just causing me a lot of stress like I just never felt like I was zen in the house um and I kind of I just wanted the kind of house where it was guest ready so like a friend could just pop over at any time and I wouldn't have to spend an hour frantically cleaning so I went on a um decluttering spree um and I'm much happier with the the state of the clutter since then so we're going to talk through today um how I did it and hopefully that will inspire you or help you if you're uh, struggling to declutter yourself and I also need to hear this because although I do believe in decluttering and minimalism I is still I'm still in that kind of mindset where I still have those drawers I mean I even have a bedroom <laughs> at the moment that I just put in like Monica's closet shove it all in there shut the have door you got a, junk, a whole junk bedroom I have a junk bedroom this is what I sit oh, in no. sometimes to do the podcast <laughs> and I just shut the door and it's like I'll deal with it later so, is that when you're like we're not having the camera on today and I just oh yeah the, camera, the camera's <laughs> never on when I'm in that room <laughs> It's just so, it's like one of those rooms where it's just like, it's everywhere, you know. And I know it needs cleaning, but I think I've just got into the habit of, well, I'll do that later. And it's and it's just all been shoved in there. And yeah, it really does need to declutter. So this episode is going to be good for me as well. But I do like being clean. I do like being tidy. I do like things being in its place. So I do do that in most areas of the house so it's not like a completely alien to decluttering the space but I still do have junk drawers but it just annoys me so much just opening a drawer and just not being able to pick what you want I've got like little baskets and stuff but then they just end up getting the worst cool. thing is when you know you own something but you've got so much clutter you can't find it and you need it for some reason so yeah. you have to go out and rebuy it that yeah. oh that just hurts me there that does 
Oh, well, well, what I do is I do like, um, I'm, I'm like organised chaos. So I know particularly where things are. But then when I need to find them, I'm like, I know they're in this area. I just don't know where in this area that it, and they are. you have are. to like pull everything apart trying yeah, to find it. Yeah, and then it. you're just like, oh, then it's all left. Then you go away and then you come back. And do you know what I hate? Cleaning the kitchen. I think cleaning the kitchen is one of those things that is just constant day in, day out. I don't know yeah. you want to wash up and... I just think it just It feels very demoralising, doesn't it? Because yeah. as soon as you eat something, it's a mess again. Exactly. Okay, well, we're going to hopefully help address that. So <laughs> before we get into it, let's talk about the science bit. As always, we always like to have our, um, our advice backed up by science. So the study that we've got for you today is called Office Clutter and Its Influence, Assessing Engagement, Satisfaction, Tension, Stress and Emotional Exhaustion. So as always, we'll put a link to the study in the show notes. Um, But basically, the the study found out that um, having a lot of clutter in the office um, does negatively impact your uh, mental health, your mood and your um, productivity at work. So um, implementing a clean desk policy, um, actually, although the the participants were initially not too impressed, um, eventually they did all report really significant benefits. So Fact in science, less clutter, happier life. Also as well, we know this because when your desk is clear, you do feel much better because otherwise you're just worrying about things. You're scanning the room, you're saying, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. It's almost like a weight on your shoulders. So definitely, definitely, definitely a clean desk is a great way to start being productive, especially if you're working at the computer or you're working from home. It's a great way to sort of get you into that mindset of, ready to go rather than oh I'm bogged down with all this stress so the way that I decluttered that I found was really useful we're just going to go through one way today to not make it too big but if people are interested and want to hear more decluttering tips let us know there's 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 lo- I can talk about this for a long long time <laughs> do you use smart goals smart I do well I, I do you know what I considered considered putting smart goals in here and it is a valid point to use them, but I knew I was going to get abuse for it, so I left it out. Do you know what? I do actually like smart goals. It's just the word. It's just, I've said this before, (laughs) just that word, smart goals. It just sounds like an effort, but they do work. They do work. I do agree. They do work. I've tried them. So the method that I used for decluttering is called um, the four box or the four bag method. So... Um, we'll go through what's in each of the, the four bog, uh, four box. That was a cross between a bag and a box. I'll just stick, I'll just stick to boxes rather than saying you can use a bag if you want to, but to make it easier, I'll just stick to boxes. Okay. So you've got four boxes. Um, the first box is going to be a box of rubbish. So this one should be fairly easy to fill. So when you find your space that you want to declutter, say you're going to tackle the kitchen, um, In your rubbish box or your trash box, you're going to put broken things. So this includes broken items that you've been hanging on to for months, thinking that you're going to fix. You're not going to fix them. You would have done it by now. Put them in the broken box. Um, Things like expired food, junk mail, um, sentimental items you've been hanging on to for years that don't really hold any value. I'm awful for that. I'll keep like the pen that somebody gave me once as like a 16th birthday present or something. something the pen that you like got that. from work that used to work there. So yeah, exactly. I haven't worked there for like seven years, but yeah. I've still got the pen. Um, so yeah, get rid of that stuff. You, you don't need that in your life. I've, I've, yeah, I've still got mugs from my first ever job. 
but they, they're functional now. Oh, I've right. de- okay, that's, I've de- that's functional. I've decluttered my mugs down to an acceptable level, so that's okay. Um, so yeah, anything that doesn't hold any value to you or outdate cosmetics, that sort of stuff, that is all going to go in your rubbish box. And also, as well, in this rubbish box... I would say, I mean, I don't know if Charles going to say this next, so I'm probably jumping in with this here, is do not open that box again. <laughs> because I did this, and they were in my garage for six months. They were all stuff that I went round and thought, this is useless, you know. There was lamps, there was all sorts. And then I was cleaning out the garage, and I made the mistake of opening the box, and I was like, ooh! <laughs> it was, like, brand new to me. I was no like, a lamp? Sparky. Oh, I need this lamp. So, once you put it in the box... Don't You've got to immediately the throw the yeah. box away when you're Don't done with the decluttering. It. Absolutely. I think that's a vital step. <laughs> Sorry. I jumped in there and now you've lost where you are. No, no, I'm good. I'm all good. I'm all good. So the second box is going to be your recycling box. So this is your chance to do a bit for the planet. We all know that um, small, consistent changes go a long way to reducing our overall waste and impact on the environment. So consider if there's anything in your trash box that could go in your recycling box um and then yeah so those two are sort of similar they're both things that are going to be thrown away it's just how you're going to dispose of them and lots of people think that it's quite difficult they think oh i can't be bothered with the selling and things like that but there are loads of things that you can do so i put some things outside my house sometimes that i know that people would like and they they go you know it's just it's such a small trick whereas i could just stick them in the bin and then i'm still making that trip anyway to the dustbin so if someone can use it let them have it So the third box is going to be your charity box. Um, So this is going to be things that you're going to take to the charity store. um, And, you know, potentially there might be someone out there that's struggling for things like clothes, furniture, books, and then they can buy it at a reduced rate because of your donation. So something that's, you know, can go a long way to making you feel a lot better about decluttering because it is emotional to declutter. Like yeah. when you're getting rid of your stuff, you do feel that emotional pull. And I think if you if you know that it's it's you know going to a, a new home where it's going to be used and loved by someone else, then it's it's easier to give away. Yeah. Um, if you if you don't want to give things to charity, if you know if you're a bit strapped for cash, then potentially you could consider making your charity box your sell box. Um, and you could sell on things like eBay Ooh. or Spock. Um, but I would say the key here with that is um, there's got to be quite a quick turnaround because what you don't want to do is put it all in a box, put it somewhere like Sparky yeah. six months Open later, come across it, and then all that clutter re-enters your life. So there's got to be a short time frame on it, which is why having giving it to charity is maybe a bit easier because you can just get rid of it all that day rather than you know selling it it's a bit more of a yeah. process so and, and also it gives you time to think about it as well because you think oh do I really want to sell that do I really want to get rid of that yeah so that time just allows you to to kind of go back on all the decisions that you made when you first put them in the box for that reason so it depends on how disciplined you are so you'll be the the, the best judge of that and then your final box is your keep box so this is things that you're going to keep and then you're going to put them in their right place and you need to be ruthless here absolutely brutal anything that's going in your keep box has got to have a permanent home if it doesn't have a permanent home it gets moved into one of the other boxes and try and remember as well that the aim of this is to reduce your clutter so everything you're putting in the keep box think to yourself is this something you genuinely want to keep um does it truly belong in your home and you know do you need it if if you do why has it become clutter on the side um, so yeah, that's that. That is the only box that you should have left by the end of the day. Is is that keep box? I'm just thinking of Toy Story right now. 
<laughs> all these discarded items like sitting in the box. <laughs> but don't think of that at all. I mean, they could be discarded to a new and loving home. Well, yeah, I suppose. But that didn't work in Toy Story, did it, when they got discarded to a new and loving home? Well, that's true. <laughs> I always just like to put this spin in Let, there. Let's just, just remind ourselves that, that yeah. is fiction, yeah, though, isn't it? It is. It really is <laughs> fiction. So do not listen to me at all. <laughs> Okay, so I think that's all we've got time for this week. Yeah. So we'll just leave you with our little kicker. Um, so our little kicker for this week is a podcast. So the podcast is called The Art of Decluttering. It's amazing. It's by uh, Amy Revel and Kirsty Ferugia. Um, and they're professional organisers and they talk about both their own homes and their clients' experiences. So what I really like about it is it's really good for dealing with like the shame involved in decluttering because I think there is a bit of a shame, isn't there, yeah. about, about hoarding and that sort of stuff. Uh, you don't want to feel like a slob. So it's quite reassuring to see them sort of talking about um, the things they've seen and the clients' houses that they've seen uh, makes me feel better about my own cluttered state. Um, so yeah we'll put the link to that in the show notes as well okay well thank you very much for listening to us like i said at the beginning of the episode if you haven't already please consider subscribing following us whatever platform you're listening to us on we're also on tiktok at the moment as well so please consider hitting the follow button and we will see you again next time all right that's everything this week guys but if you want to carry on with the conversation join us over on our social media platforms we're on all the major channels and our handle is at a dopamine kick we'd also be super grateful if you could leave us a review on the podcast wherever you're listening as it helps us to grow our audience and help more people okay we'll see you in the next one bye-bye bye bye